you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and you'd like to join in on our discussion, have a praise report or prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. That local number to call would be 702-650-5588. I say again, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, and that toll-free number would be 800 366 8883. Again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area to join in on a discussion, you will dial 800-366-8883. We're also being streamed live over KKVV's website, so you can listen to us live online. You can watch us. We have a video stream as well. That um, web address would be kkvv.com. Again, www.kkvv.com. You can also listen to us live on uh, Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, again, please visit our website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. Also, we're being uh, archived over on iTunes, so if you have an Apple device, you can catch us on iTunes. We have it's always free on our watch, the gospel. I mean, there are literally several uh, broadcasts you can listen to. As the Holy Spirit leads you, get blessed. Amen? If you have a cell phone, we really encourage you to uh, lock it in. This is how you can listen to KKVV anytime via your cell phone. And that number would be 563 I say again, that number to listen now or on KVV anytime you like to, that number would be 563-999-3194. Now, we're going to be looking at uh, Proverbs today. Everything that's going on in the world uh, is not by happenstance. It is has a plan and a purpose, and it's God's will. So we would like you to stay focused on the Word of God. It will answer all your questions as to what's going on in a season called now. Stay focused. Uh, Proverbs uh, has a very, very uh, distinct purpose, and I'd like to share some things with you out of my study Bible that uh, speaks to uh, Proverbs. And then we're going to get into uh, Proverbs. It would be chapter 1, and we're going to look at a few verses there in chapter 1. It's really, really going to uh, bless you in a season called now. So um, we are just looking at Proverbs as a whole, and this particular chapter we're going to look at is chapter 1, and it's wisdom in a season called now. So that's our message today, wisdom in a season called now. So let me share with you some thoughts that we have in the study Bible 
uh, in reference to Proverbs. It says, alphabet, letters, vowels, and consonants formed into words, sentences, paragraphs, and books spoken, signed, whispered, written, and printed from friendly advice to impassionate speeches and from dusty volumes to daily tabloids, messages, and sent and received with each sender trying to impart knowledge and wisdom woven into human fabric is the desire to learn and understand. Our mind sets us apart from animals, and we analyze, conceptualize, theorize, discuss, and debate everything from science to the supernatural. We build schools, institutes, and universities where learned professors can teach us about the world and about life. Knowledge is good, but a vast difference stands between knowledge, having the facts and wisdom, applying those facts in life. We may amass knowledge, but without wisdom, our knowledge is useless. We must learn how to live out what we know. The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, left us a legacy of written wisdom in three volumes, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. In these books, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he gives practical insights and guidelines for life. In the first of these three volumes, Solomon passes on his practical advice in the form of Proverbs. A proverb is a short, concise sentence that conveys moral truth. The book of Proverbs is a collection of these wise statements. The main theme of Proverbs, as we might expect, is the nature of true wisdom. Solomon writes, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That would be Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. He then proceeds to give hundreds of practical examples of how to live according to godly wisdom. Proverbs covers a wide range of topics including youth and discipline, family life, self-control and resisting temptation, business matters, words and the tongue, knowing God, marriage, seeking the truth, wealth and poverty immorality, and, of course, wisdom. These proverbs are short poems, usually in couplet form, containing a holy mixture of common sense and timely warnings. Although they are not meant to teach doctrine, a person who follows their advice will walk closely with God. The word proverb comes from a Hebrew word that means to rule or to govern. And these sayings, reminders, and admonishments provide profound advice for governing our lives. As you read Proverbs, understand that knowing God is the key to wisdom. Listen to the thoughts and lessons from the world's wisest man and apply these truths to your life. Don't just read these Proverbs, act on them. 
Now, in the blueprint of the Proverbs, is broken down into three sections. The first section, it says, Wisdom for Young People. And that, the second section would be Wisdom for All People. And the third section would be Wisdom for the Leaders. So we're going to look into the first section, where it says, Wisdom for Young People. Solomon instructed the young people of his day like a father giving advice to his child. While many of these proverbs are directed towards young people, the principles supporting them are helpful to all believers, male and female, young and old, anyone beginning his or his journey to discover more of wisdom will benefit greatly from these wise sayings. So I think we have the general audience, uh, we know the purpose, uh, we know the author, and let's get to it. Again, wisdom in a season called now. So I'm going to go to chapter 1, and there were some verses that uh, really stuck out as I was studying, and uh, I want to make sure that I share that with you. So... I think I'm going to start about verse 19, and I'm going to go down to the end, which would be verse 33. Verse 19, I'm in the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this, So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Verse 20, Wisdom calls loud outside she raises her voice in the open squares 21 she cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city she speaks her words verse 22 how long you simple ones will you love simplicity for scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge 23. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. 24. Because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. 25. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. 26. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. 27. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish comes upon you. 28. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not Find me. 29. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. 30. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. 31. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. 32. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them 
33, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Wow. That's a powerful, powerful testimony that wisdom is making and wisdom is God. Amen. So it is very important that we don't get distracted in a season called now. We need to adhere to the word of God if we are going to have great success. Now, you have to ask yourself, why would anybody despise wisdom? Why would anybody not benefit from wisdom? And how would anybody think they can succeed in life apart from wisdom? Hmm. That's something that we really, really need to think about. Because at any given time in our walk, we have not received wisdom. We have not taken wise counsel if we're really honest with ourselves. And a lot of times we keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. And when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, that's a recipe and a definition for insanity. Because you know that it's not going to be any different. Yet you keep doing, or shall I say, we keep doing the same thing over and over again. Now this is very important. Because the audience that Solomon is speaking to is that of believers. So it's very important that we really understand how much God loves us. And how he makes himself so available. It it wasn't hidden. Wisdom was out at the gates. Wisdom was out in the concourses, in the public places. For people to receive it. To get it, to have access to it. It had nothing to do with your social status. It had nothing to do with your bloodline. It had nothing to do with where you were geographically. It was available. It made itself totally available, totally accessible. It was for any and everyone. So, to answer some of the questions that I had posed earlier, it's very apparent Here, when we go back to the first couple of verses that I started reading and get the answer pretty quick. So in verse 19, let's look at it again. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. So if you're very greedy for gain, then you're very one dimensional. 
And that that you're trying to gain is that that you will lose, which is your life. Here you are gaining and amassing greedy, which means that you don't want to share. You're very self-focused. And nothing and no one else matters but that that you're trying to ascertain, that you keep amassing. Very laser beam focused. And no man is an island. And how does someone better their lives when they take themselves so seriously and take themselves only for counsel? That's a recipe for disaster and destruction. And here it says in verse 20. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Wisdom calls out loud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. Outside. Aloud. In the open squares. Raising her voice. So that you can hear it. Distinctively. And know that it is wisdom. Not even close to being anything that's self-manufactured. That even includes the word self. Other than as we speak to self-control. But the key part of that is control. 21. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of... Of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. Very open. Very available. You know at the gates. People are coming and going. At the gates of the city. The concourses. Those are the places where the people gather. Shall it be in the market? Shall it be in the job? Shall it be in the community? Should it be in the houses of worship? Day to day activities. Where you see people. Constantly. Just doing normal everyday things. That people do. Passing one another. Interacting with one another. Fellowshipping with one another. Again, schools, houses of worship. Employment, neighborhoods, community, markets, you name it. Very available. Speaking her words. Not man's words, but her words. Referring to God. Opening up himself through his word. Wisdom. Very distinct, divine, internal, transforming, saving, delivering, protecting, guiding on the truth. Verse 22. Here it is. How long? You simple ones, will you love simplicity? 
For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. See, it's not enough to hear the word of God. You have to act upon the word of God. And that demonstrates that you have heard wisdom, have a healthy respect for wisdom and reverence, and make it a part of your life. It's demonstrative. It's an action. And it solidifies you walking closer with God. Because his word is going to bring you closer to him. You are going to see things from his perspective. You are really going to embrace that he is your creator. And the creator of all things. And the knower of all things, not some things. And that he's true and that he's righteous and that he's everlasting. And there's order. And you will benefit greatly from being obedient. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. This will become your way of life. It will not be something that you do every now and then. It will be something that you will do all the time. Because being with God and his word is where you want to be. You don't want to be separated. You're not going to partake into folly. Foolishness to the point where it leads to destruction. It says a fool hates knowledge. Hates instruction. Now we're talking about God's word. He's the one that gives us knowledge. How did we get a mind? How was it created? How did we become a living soul. If he did not breathe into us. How were we created in his image. If we were not created by him. So. The very essence of our being. Is that we are his workmanship. So it says a fool hates knowledge. So if he hates knowledge. He's not going to embrace on wisdom. And acting on the knowledge that he has received. This is a very strong word. Because it means clearly what it says. Scorners are all about confusion. Complaining. Constantly. Rebellious in nature. It's always something. Constantly. And who is it that they're rebelling against? Who is it that they're complaining against? Who is it that they're causing confusion with? Again, you have to understand, we're talking to believers here. 
They're against the kingdom of God. They're against everything that he represents. His word has been here to help us, to guide us. There's no other word like his word. And we benefit by being in relationship with him. We have this. We have his protection. We have his covenant. We have his precepts. We have his promises. They're divine. They're eternal. They are true and they are real. We have that. We have that going for us. Let's think about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord and Savior to the whole world. He's our Savior. Make it personal when you're in relationship. When you're in relationship, He's your God. He's my God. He's our God. But when you're busy doing you, then there's no room for God in your life because you become your own God. So what do you want the Holy Spirit to do? What direction and comfort and help do you want from the Holy Spirit? When you reject his word, you reject him and everything that he stands for and everything that he created. This cannot exist. It's not a a sense of rebellion. It's not being rebellious. It is rebellion. It's not a sense of evil. It is evil. It's not a sense of blackness. It is blackness to the point where we're dealing with darkness. Not the color black. But utter Darkness, depravity, it's not a sense, it is. It's enmity, it's being an enemy of God. Enmity is a noun, it's not an adjective. A noun is a people, place, or thing. It is a thing, it is a real thing. When you're against God and the kingdom. When you're his enemy, you're his enemy. It's not like you're an enemy, you are an enemy. See, anybody that's been attacked, it wasn't that it was like an enemy. It was an enemy. It wasn't like an attack. It was an attack. Understand, this is very serious. And that's why it's important that we get this and stay focused. Especially in a season called now. Because it's going to heat up more. There are going to be more things. That are come to light. And we cannot be confused. We have to stay focused. And strengthened. And renewed. And committed. To our relationship. We have to be on our post. We have to be there for those that God has assigned to us. We must step forward in our homes. We must make ourselves known. 
that we are trusting and believing and standing on the word of God continuously. This is not the time to despair. This is the time to hold on to the wise sayings of God Almighty himself. See, Solomon was inspired through the Holy Spirit. But it's God who speaks to men, who inspires men. Wouldn't have been able to do it without God. This is divine inspiration. It's God breathed. His, his very breath created these men, inspired these men. This is not by coincidence. This is not happenstance. This is the unadulterated word of God. It's eternal. The same thing was happening back then is going on now. You're going to have to choose. You can't be tossed to and fro unless you want to be. Don't find yourself hating knowledge. Don't find yourself separated from God. Because you have to do it your way. You have to believe what certain people are saying. You want to be in a certain group. Don't miss out on your inheritance. Don't miss out on what God has for you. Because you have to be dead right. See, there's a such thing as dead right and dead wrong. But you want, don't want to be dead to God. Remember, he's the one that created you. He's the one that sent his son to die for all our sins. To do the work of salvation. He's the one that makes the gift of repentance available. We are not equipped to save ourselves. We are not equipped to offer up that that saves See, God Almighty knows the condition of our hearts. Oh, he knows. And we have a real opportunity right here and right now in a season called now to get our hearts right, to get our minds right. To focus on that. That God has given us. His word. It's everything. A mind can only take in so much information. You got to process it. But see, when you come into right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a renewing of the mind. And it can happen every day. 
old things can pass away. If you want it, here's wisdom, not hiding, making itself totally available to you, speaking loud, audible, distinct, timeless. able to illuminate your path give you living water healing water rest refuge hope faith vitality a sense of peace that surpasses all understanding. It can do that. I don't know anything else that can. Again in verse 22. says how long. You simple ones. Will you love simplicity. Think about that. Let's, let's, let's look at that. It says how long. You simple ones. Will you love simplicity? It says love. Love is an action. How long will you love simplicity? Those things of the world. How long will you love them? Your pleasures, your lust, all those things that you're striving for, gaining, amassing. Trying to find the fountain of youth. Trying to knock a few years off your life. And how you present yourself in the presentation, the outward man. And woman. But dying all along on the inside. Because it's not enough. The world was never meant to be enough. And it can never be enough because it's dying. And what will be trending in the next 15 minutes? How does one keep up? And who keeps moving the goalpost? And by whose standards? Should we be in this group? Should we be in that group? Should this be on our resume? Should that be on our resume? Should we be at this location? Should we be at that location? Should we be under this leadership? Or should we be under that leadership? A lot of choices. And it's always your choice. And that's the thing that you have to really appreciate. It's your 
choice. Now wisdom is available and makes itself available and has a history of transformation. See, the men that God used to deliver these messages, they understood humility. They understood the weight of the message because they understood with whom it came from. It did not come from them. They would always tell you how human they were. That they were knitted in iniquity. That they did things they didn't want to do. That they would get angry a lot. That they understood weakness because it meant that God was strong. They didn't want people to have any illusions about who they were. They were men and women. But they could not compare to the glory of God. They did not dare say that it was them. They said they were inspired by God himself. That they were anointed by God himself. Which means that they were chosen by God. They didn't choose themselves. They were set aside to do something for the service of God. Not for themselves. They suffered great peril. And that was all right for them. Because to be without God was unconscionable. It was unthinkable after they have had an encounter with him. And knew him to be who he says he was. There was no other life. There was no other choice to make. They believed in eternity. They believed in the word of God. They believed in his covenant promises. They believed in his precepts. They believed unto death. Because they understood that wisdom was the beginning of having the true reverence and knowledge of God. This was the gateway. This was the door that was opening. And it wasn't a door that they had created. They recognized it because wisdom was making itself known in the public places, in the concourses, in the city gates. And they understood it was something so much more bigger than them. And that if they could just grasp it, just receive it, 
they could be better for those who they truly loved and cared about, even those who they didn't get along with. It would make them to be able to have a conversation that they both could benefit from because peace is what they were trying to ascertain. Peace among themselves, peace in their own members, peace in their own house, peace in their own communities, and peace with God. But it required belief and faith and demonstration. And not every now and then. It was a path. It was a journey. And on the journey, you have to move through it and stay the course. And you can't do that if you hate knowledge because knowledge comes before wisdom. Because you're not acting on the knowledge, you'll never get to the wisdom part. The Bible would just be a good story to you. Good history book. Good vocabulary book. Way to have conversation with some people. But if you're not acting on it. If you're not making it a part of your life. If you're not growing in it. And stretching. And looking at yourself. As you should. See. Because you can't stand before. The Lord Jesus Christ. On the day of judgment. And say well. They did this and they did that. Says right here. It was available to you. Freely. Didn't hide constantly. That is not an argument that you want to have about what someone else was doing. We should not be judging ourselves based on what another person is doing or not doing. You don't want to do that. See, when a person trains an athlete in order to get better, they have to push themselves. They have to compete against people who are stronger, have more knowledge, more wisdom. Because if all they're doing is constantly being with people where they are at where they are right now. They're never going to get to where they need to be. So it's a constant renewing, looking at ourselves to make sure that we are staying on the path. Because we're going to have to give an account for what we did and what we didn't do. And it won't have anything to do with them, whoever them are. 
Don't concern yourself with them. Concern yourself with receiving what God has for you in a season called now. And make sure that you're adhering to wisdom. And don't be like the scorner or the fool. See, it says in verse 23, turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Rebuke means to correct in love. God is saying he'll correct you in love. His love, his divine love, his everlasting love, his righteous love, his forgiving love. He says he will pour out his spirit on you. That spirit is divine. It's eternal. Not spirits of men. Not spirits of fantasy. But his. His wisdom. And then he said he'd make his words known to you. Who would not want to have God's word known to them? All the questions you may have. You can answer them. But it says turn at my rebuke. Don't be upset. When God is pruning you. When God is cutting off that, that is not healthy, that is dead, that is taking you from him. Don't be upset. When he is tending to the fire, because anything that burns off is what was supposed to burn off. And what is left is what he wants to be left. And that is an excellent thing because there's a trust. There's a thanksgiving. There's a humility. Because just because we were carrying it around or just because we were presenting it in a way doesn't mean that it was pleasing to God. 24, because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. See, look at this. This person that, you know, God is speaking about, it was their choice to refuse his wisdom, his words, the relationship to make himself known to you. He, he, he stretched out his hand. 
Okay, so he's reaching out to you. He's not requiring you to do anything but to be open and to receive it. Where is the hardness and the hardship when he is making himself so available? What is it costing you? Your pride? Well, we all know that pride goes before the fall. So, you're not on God's level. You are the creation, not the creator. Pride serves no one. It leads to destruction and separation from God. It's 25. Because you disdained all my counsel and will have none of my rebuke. See, it says all my counsel. Can you imagine how many times God has sent wisdom your way? And for him to make a definitive statement, it says... Because you disdained all my counsel. Wow. All. It's a huge word. A three letter word. It's so huge right here in this verse. Okay. And you would have none of my rebuke. To be corrected in love by God. Your creator. You have none of it. And look what it says is going to happen. 26. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. Calamity and terror is coming. 27. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Look at that. It says when terror comes, it'll be like a storm. When destruction comes, it'll be like a whirlwind. And when distress and anguish comes, it will be all upon you. 28. Then they will call out to me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. By choice. We read the verses ahead. It's by choice. Refused all counsel. Disdained. Twenty-eight. Again, they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Twenty-nine. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. See? When you don't act upon the knowledge that God gives you, you can't appreciate wisdom. There's no fear as far as reverence of the Lord. Reverence. Respect. High respect. High esteem. Humility. Thirty. 
they would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Again, correction and love. 31. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. There it is. Self-made. Self-fulfilling prophecies. It's your fruit. You will delight in it. You will be full in it. But it's man-made. And without God. No future. They've made their choice. 32. For the turning away of the simple will they... Excuse me. 31. Excuse me. 32. For the turning away of the simple will slay them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. 33. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. I hope that blessed you tremendously. We were in Proverbs chapter 1. We looked at, looked at verses 19 through 33. I encourage you to read the whole chapter. Encompass it all. But. Stay in the word of God. Wisdom in a season called now definitely has your name on it. Don't despise God's rebuke. Don't disguise his words. Don't despise him at all. Lean into it. Receive it. It'll bless you tremendously. I hope that you enjoyed what we had for you. Save the loss at all costs and God bless. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the